0: This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Thursday, July 9th. Welcome to BMO COVID 19 Insights. Visit BMOCM.com/slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights.
1: The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries.
0: The low volatility, subdued flow, and limited conviction environment persists as the first full week of the third quarter grinds on. With the move index below 50 and the VIX at just 28.3, it's safe to conclude the market appears to be lulling itself into a classic stretch of the summer doldrums. Whether this becomes a weeks- or months-long period is less likely to be a function of the economic data, and instead rely on the path of the pandemic. That said, the increasing case count has lost much of its market impact over the last week, leading us to ponder what the real driver behind the collective disinterest is, and more importantly, cast a watchful eye on other developments as the next directional impulse for U.S. rates. As it presently stands, the biggest event on the macro horizon is next week's kickoff of Q2 earnings. Corporate profitability during the height of the pandemic-related lockdowns and the period immediately thereafter was undoubtedly strained. That much goes without saying. While it will be useful to gain a better sense of the full extent of the damage, we suspect that Q2 earnings will be heavily discounted similar to the way in which the economic data during the period was. This is in part due to the broader lack of context and the perception that once the reopenings are fully implemented, there will be a bounce back, the magnitude of which remains an essential unknown, however. There is also an ongoing valuation mismatch that will complicate the interpretation of any resulting price action. Specifically, investors are well prepared for a horrific earnings season, And nonetheless, the S&P 500 is within striking distance of the post-crash high watermarks. What remains to be seen is how willing the market will be to ignore the pandemic-related corporate losses in favor of looking forward to a post-lockdown environment. The translation of any material correction in domestic equities to price action in the treasury market isn't as straightforward as one might assume. Sure... An initial flight to quality will be associated with a repricing lower in stocks. However, it will be confined by the range which has managed to hold throughout the last three months. Using TINs as an example, there are two definable zones. The initial, narrower range, which is 61.7 basis points to 78.3 basis points, and has been in place since June 11th and then the broader range of 54 to 95.5 basis points, which has encapsulated all of trading since March 23rd. It's well within the realm of conceivable outcomes that the tighter range gives way in the event of a material correction in stocks, although the broader parameters will survive unscathed. We're focused on the risk that earnings result in downward pressure on stocks, not because we have any particular insight or bias on risk assets, Rather, it's a function of what is most likely to influence U.S. rates. Said differently, an extension of the rally will not be sufficient to budge 10-year yields from the 65 to 70 basis point range. There might be incremental curve action which materializes in the coming week, although the muted response to the strong reception of yesterday's 10-year reopening auction and the lack of a concession for this afternoon's long bond supply speaks to a listless market not one which is coiling for a breakout today's primary data offering of note is the initial jobless claims release the consensus is looking for a gain of 1.375 million which would represent a continued slowing of the damage being inflicted on the labor market while this pace might be lessening it's still above a million which pre-pandemic would have been nearly inconceivable that said, it's been months since investors were willing to take any significant trading direction from claims loan, and we don't anticipate this morning's release will challenge that trend. The data is made even less relevant given that it's from the week ended July 4th, partially reflecting June, and oh, well before the non-farm payroll survey week. Nonetheless, it is the only tradable data point on the calendar, and as such, warrants a nod if for no other reason than an outside surprise hire would recast investors' expectations for the fallout from the paused reopenings and re-lockdowns. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macro horizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingan at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com Slash COVID dash nineteen.
1: This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation, together BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances, or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options, or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act.